When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Ralph Bash MD, Hackmaster. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brand Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back to kick things off. Of course, Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Yeah. Hollywood could not be swinging without Kristen Burt. And she sounds very healthy, so she obviously doesn't have typhoid fever. Good. I'm glad you don't have typhoid fever or typhus. I'm really happy for you, unlike the uh, police. So that's good. I know this has been brewing for a while, actually, that, that whole, like, the rats and the homeless problem all around City Hall. I mean, people got really ill, too. Oh, yeah. Really ill. Do you think it's a good idea to call Hollywood stars rats like you just did? Ah, ha, ha, ha. She just goes, ah, ha, ha, He tries. Ah, ah. I would call D.C. There's more rats in D.C. than there are in Hollywood. Uh, it might be a f- foot race, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I still, That's true. I cannot believe Harvey Weinstein got away by just coughing up $40 million, and that was all insurance money. Insurance had to cover that? Yes. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah, ask Kristen. He's going to walk away with his fortune. 
Yeah. He walks away. Didn't cost him a dime. Uh, didn't spend a day in jail. Now people get a flooded basement. Their insurance doesn't cover that. But you can go <laughs> yeah, and exactly. yeah, him you can force molest women. Under. That's covered. Okay. It's unbelievable. Great. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Okay. Well, same thing happened with uh, Les Moonves. He walked away with a couple hundred million bucks. You know, what did he care? No, they, they took it back. Oh, did they? They but, did take it back. But he was still Based worth a couple hundred million. their evidence, they did not. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's fine. But that's mm-hmm. honestly, it's just like there is no punishment. He keeps his fortune. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. When, you know, are there any consequences for anything anymore? Not just in Hollywood or in Washington, D.C., but every, are there any consequences for any bad behavior anymore? I, I don't think so. And I have to tell you, I'm someone who really tries. I don't always succeed, but I really try to own up to my mistakes mm-hmm. because I feel like, A, you grow as a person, lesson learned, it, whether big or small. But also, I think it, whether it's a working relationship or whether it's your reputation, it keeps things moving. It keeps your respect going. It, you know, you take ownership of something and go, you know what? I screwed up because... I don't understand, like, why we're just, like, sweeping things under the rug, whether it is D.C. or Hollywood. And Kevin Spacey is another one who's probably going to get away scot-free as well. Looks like it. Um, His case is kind of, yeah, it looks like it, just based off of evidence and things like that. But it is very clear he did, if not in this case, he did things in many other cases that he was guilty of and won't be charged with. So it's just, it's exhausting, honestly. But it's worldwide. This is, a, this is not, it's not just America, no. not just Hollywood. It is worldwide. You, the UN says, "Oh, bad dog, bad dog country." You know, you you can't do that. You can't gun down all your people. But nothing's ever done. There's no consequences. Right. That's you know, very it's just it's rhetoric. It's just words, and that's that's all there is. Venezuela's in, a, in the pit. Everybody says, "Oh, you should you gotta go." Uh, but no, no, no. Bad dog, bad dog, yeah. and that's it. There's nothing else. No consequences. Yeah, it bad dog, here's a cookie. There, there you go. And by the way, owning up to your mistakes, why did you have to start with working with Tom Bernard? Why did you start with that? <laughs> she keeps that on the QT. <laughs> she won't even admit to that. Oh, no. Not me. I tweeted out. I shared the link. No, don't worry. It's, it's not, it, I'm not on the DL here. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. So um, I want to go see... but. Uh, I got to ask you this: Is Ma? It's not a slasher film, but it is a torture film, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, you'll like it. Octavia's I don't like torture. Really good in it. I don't like torture. I know, is really good in it. She's so worth seeing. I think she is someone. I feel like she's finally getting her due, but for a long time, she was highly underrated. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I think you're absolutely right about that. She is terrific. There, there's no getting around that. But. Uh, Alex, our daughter, wants to go see wants to go see it with me. I don't know when that's going to possibly happen because she's book solid with like oh you know stupid things like mothering you know right. that, just wasted babies. time babies you know babies that kind babies of thing. so you know you got a case of the babies oh speaking of that I got Michelle Tafoya to tear up on the morning show this morning it was phenomenal ah you did in a good yeah. way in a good way certainly in a good way yes. Uh, um, Bear, what's her name again? Vanessa Bear used to be on Saturday Night Live, B A Y E R. But um, mm-hmm. she's written a children's book about you know, and I, I told her I love to read books to our our grandchildren, our, our granddaughter, and specifically for now because Sagey doesn't. Ter- oh, Sage's birthday is in what nine days from today? The big one. Big one year old. <laughs> the wow. big one point oh. Already one. Yes. Ugh. So I bring up this book that I that we bought for the kids when they were little, and I had to Catherine. I, Catherine, I threw it away. It was called "Love You Forever." No, we still have it. We do. Mm-hmm. Do you hide it? No, I, yeah, yeah, kind of. It's up in the bookshelf. I honestly, away to God, from view. <laughs> first time I ever read it, I openly started weeping because it's "I will love you forever. I will love you always." Right. Yes. Aww. 
Oh, and it's, it's just very and sweet. It, and it starts with a little the, the mama talking to a new baby boy, and she says to him, "I will love you forever. I will love you always." And the book ends with him carrying her to her sick bed to die, and he tells her, "I will love you always." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I, I remember. So I remember somebody telling us about that book, and she said, "I dare you to read it without <laughs> crying." So I'm like, "I can do it." I can't do it. So I, I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to be like, I hate this book," and I open it up like, you know, like I'm mad at the book, so I wouldn't cry. Nope, by, oh, yeah. by halfway through. <laughs> now, do you want to hear why the book was written? No, I mean, yes. I do, I do. A Canadian guy wrote the book. His name is Robert Munch. And he wrote the book because they had two stillborn babies. Oh, when I found that out, it was just too much for me. Eek. Oh. I know, it's just, oh, oh God. That is so sad. My friend had something similar happen. She she had stillborn twins, and it was devastating. Oh, God, It was devastating. Oh, God, And and the grief period, I have to tell you, even as a friend, she's one of my childhood best friends, even the grief period of me, like, watching her go through it and trying to help her was torturous. And I can't imagine what she and her husband felt like. I can't imagine either. I'm so sad for them. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It just, uh, it was just too, hey, look, I'm sad because our kids are 30 and 32. What the hell does that tell you? I mean, they're they're not little kids anymore. I know, you're still not over that, are you? Where did time go? I'm not. It's never (laughs) going to end. I had so much fun playing with the little kids and our our kids when they were little. And and now Andy, when he was like. got fun. Now you got fun, exactly. But Andy was about four years old and his grandfather Catherine's dad and I were out in the side yard with Andy flying a kite, and Andy walks over, and the kite string had been wrapped around his foot. So he stuck his foot up in the air and said, Dad, it's wrapped around my tootsie. Hmm. I will never forget it. It was just wonderful. He was so cute. <laughs> he was a cute baby. <laughs> oh, honestly, God, it was just We're the so whole cute thing. I know. I've got photos of that. You've got like a little, um, a little cardigan with a V-neck. Oh my God, it was such a cute outfit. It was unbelievable. <laughs> That's what Tom had on. No. <laughs> That's what I, my One of the few times I could dress Andy up. He was too young to protest. Now, on the other side of the coin, when Alex was about five or six and Andy was eight or nine something like that I decided I'd stop dyeing my hair because I was dyeing my hair brown and I actually had blonde hair when I was younger but I dyed it because dyeing your hair blonde when you have gray hair it doesn't really look blonde anyway so I dyed it brown for many years and I decided you know what I'm not going to do this anymore so I had them wash the color out (laughs) so I came home with gray hair and Alex looks at me horrified and says and I quote I hate you more than the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because of my hair color. What is it about kids where they can have a complete psychotic (laughs) break from cutting an apple the wrong way? It's like, what is wrong with you people? Well, I always always say, like, I didn't know I can ruin somebody's life by making them wear pants. Exactly. Yeah. My my son, well, two of my boys, but my youngest son, he refuses, he he walks around the house in his underwear constantly. He Mm. hates clothes. So it's just like I tell him to get dressed. Oh my god! I'm like, I know I'm a horrible mom. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm putting you through all this torture. Let him go to school in his underwear <laughs> sometimes. See how that works out for yeah, him. How it plays out. <laughs> just put on the hair shirt. It'll I would fine. do that. I only wanted to wear dresses up until third grade, and so if my mom put me in pants, it was always a fight. So I kind of understand that. Yeah. Um, my mom finally gave in and just started sending me to school on gym days with shorts underneath my dress. She's like, I'm done. Just yep. your sneakers. I know. I stopped trying to dress Alex at, I think she, at three, she started just wanting to do her own thing. And Fawn, Fawn now, she's in a big girl bed. And yeah. now that she's in a big girl bed, she's getting up and getting herself dressed. Aww. And ready for the day. Really? And so she's going into the drawer and <laughs> She had her headband on, I saw. She wore a headband. She had the headband on. Her hair was sticking all over the place. She had hair. She had like yeah. a little dress, you know, with those little matching under kind of underwear things. Yeah. <laughs> over pants. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that though. Was great. I will tell you when when I would when I turned like three and a half, maybe four, but I think it was three and a half. I realized that when I took a bath, my mother could see me naked, so I started bathing in my underwear. Oh, <laughs> so my mom wouldn't see me naked. See, kids are just weird. 
I know. They are. I was pretty weird. Strange. Last night, my son, I video chatted him to say goodnight, and he's like, Mom, you don't understand. You don't know what happened today. You don't understand. I have a dent in my finger. I'm like, how do you get a dent in your finger? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a dent in it. <laughs> you know, he's just so innocent and cute, and he's so serious, and it's like, it's so fun to just watch kids and how they think and how they interact with you. Yeah. It's just so fun. <laughs> Especially when they're toddlers. It's, it's just the best. So fun. There's no there's no better entertainment than uh, toddlers. I know. Toddlers up to about yeah. up to about oh, yeah. twelve. No better entertainment. Yeah. And then it just goes south. Oh yeah. And puberty happens. As soon as they get a hormone. But they over. That's but they do really come bad. back as some of the best people in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, and when they, they start you know, having the grandkids. Yeah. Yes. Fawn FaceTimed me this morning. Nana, Nana. So I took my bubble water and smashed the graham crackers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what? what, what? <laughs> makes you know, sense. I was like, yeah. I went upstairs to change Sage and came down and she had smashed graham crackers all over the center island. No. Why and we not? don't know why. So cool. <laughs> so, so, Kristen, were you mama's little baby girl? No, I was daddy's girl. Oh, you were daddy's girl. Okay. I was daddy's girl. Yeah. Second born. It's funny because now I'm a mom's girl. So were you were you the second kid? I'm the oldest. Oh, you're the oldest. No, usually it's first is mama, second's boy, uh, daddy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was a super independent kid though. My mom said I came out of the womb ready to move out of the house. So. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> ready, ready to move out of the house. Ready for a heater. Came out with a suit, <laughs> suitcase packed already. Yeah. You know when parents like drop their kids off for nursery school, like the parents are totally traumatized. The kids sometimes are traumatized. I'd be like, "Go away!" And I was like, "I need to walk you in." I'm like, "I'm fine." You know, my mom would say, "She's like, I would send you away to summer camp, and I think three weeks, and I then I just realized you needed to go for. I would go for nine weeks because I just would rather go away. I loved it. Wow. I loved going out on my own and exploring. And it's probably why, even as an adult, I love traveling alone. Oh. People think I'm crazy, and I'm like, oh, I've been in Europe alone a million times, and I think it's great. Isn't it wonderful? That's interesting. Yeah, Alex, I sent her away to camp for two weeks, and she came down with 103 fever. It's like great. Yeah. I had to go pick her up. It was like 500 mile round. No, trip. we were out of the country. <clears throat> oh, that one! I thought that was Andy that got that sick. Mm-mm. Alex got really sick. Well, Andy got that sick. We were in Sacramento. Mom, I remember. I... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When they sent my brother to summer camp, he sent a letter saying, "If you love me, you'll come pick me up." So that was the end of summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> you love me. The guilt trip. We were the total opposite kids. Love yeah, it. we were totally opposite. Yeah. yeah. Andy went up to camp. Um, <laughs> comes home. So how was it? Pretty horrible. Why? The bathrooms were disgusting. You have no <laughs> I can't idea. Be dealing with the exactly right. Yeah. Can't be dealing with you the bathroom, man. You have no man. idea. Josh said the same thing. We're walking out of uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what's what's the uh, castle there in uh, on on the Vegas Strip? We walk out of the bathroom. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, he walks out and says, this place is a pit. <laughs> the, you know, the molding was pulling off and everything like oh, that. Oh, the, the Excalibur. What yes. a pit that place Excalibur's bad. It is. It was good when I was like 11. Yeah, that's because it was new. Uh, that thing has really taken a beating. They haven't maintained it since it was built. Josh said that this when it was new. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad thing. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. This was due. Well oh. Yeah. Well. Unbelievable. The whole thing. But I tell you what, having kids, you know, it, it changes your life forever. That's for sure. That is for absolute certain. But, uh, you know. Scarred for life we are. Scarred for life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, oh, we got to take a break here. We'll be right back. More with Kristen Burt. We're going to find out what new movies are coming up, any new TV shows, or if I am indeed hated more than the devil. We'll find that out right after this. <laughs> it's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. SuperID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. 
It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. All right, before we get into movies and TV and what's going on, I do have to read this. Um, apparently in Canada, they may outlaw dodgeball. Of course. And uh, here's the reason they may outlaw dodgeball. Doesn't surprise me. Dodgeball, is, it, is dodgeball a fun gym class pastime or is it a tool of oppression? Dodgeball, uh. a tool of oppression. This is why people are fleeing the left at breakneck speed. They really are now. Honestly, God, are? the only one left yeah. is Kristen. Yep. Hey, don't you think dodgeball was a little scary, though? Oh, you big <laughs> bitch. was always... There was always, like, the one guy that was going to aim it at your head, and you're like, ah! I know, but just think about it. You remember that sound of that ball bouncing off your head, that thung, because of those, <laughs> those playground balls. Wear the helmet. Put the you. helmet back on. Good for Listen, you. Listen, I just wanted to be in my, I just wanted to be in my cute dress, my shorts underneath, and run away so fast. Okay, here's See, the story. Our our gym teachers let you out if you didn't if you thought it was like too of much. Of course, yeah. they didn't make you play dodgeball. No, no. Uh, <laughs> they did. They were like you know because there were a couple of kids that were like extra small, you know, sized, and then there were some the kids way. that were gigantic brutes, and they could throw the ball really hard, and they could knock people down. So I mean, if they played it. They always had another activity if you didn't want to partake. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can read two paragraphs and then I either have to go home or stop reading this. Okay, you ready? Okay. Education theorists meeting with the Canadian Society for the Study of Education in Vancouver this week for the annual Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences at UBC. Why don't you pick a longer title for your outfit? Wow. The Canadian Society for the Study of Education in Vancouver this week for the annual Congress of Humanities and Social Sciences at UBC. (sighs) (sighs) Argue the game is miseducative. Miseducative. Because it reinforces the five faces of oppression. Oh, my God. This is dodgeball we're talking about. There's only five faces of oppression. Five faces of oppression. I thought there was at least ten. Is this one of the gods? The gods, it has five faces. I can see this. I see the bubble. Sounds like a satirical science fiction book. Doesn't it sound like The Onion? It It sounds like an onion story. The five faces of oppression of dodgeball. As defined by the late Iris uh, Marion Young, a social and political theorist at the University of Chicago, those five faces of oppression are marginalization, powerlessness, and helplessness of those perceived as weaker individuals through the exercise of violence and dominance by those who are considered more powerful. Kristen Are, agrees with all of that. <laughs> I can see. Do you agree it. with all that, Kristen? She was a little girly. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I, wh- where are we headed with all that? Can you, you know, Chris Rock once said, "One of these days, 
as a little kid, you're not going to be able to play any games. You can just hop around a one-foot square on one foot. Mm. <laughs> that's all you'll be able to do. That's going to be offensive to the people with two feet. Well, yeah. that's probably true. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that'll be offensive to the people with no feet. With ah, no feet. Oh, yes. That's true. What about them? Well, I don't get any feet to hop on. <laughs> Get those springy things, those springy things like that murderer over in Australia. I think no. South Africa. I think he was in South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, South they, Africa. All, hey, they all look the same, sound the same. What was his name? They got that same sound. Pina. Pina. What was his name? Tim Penis? I don't no. think so, Catherine. His name was not Tim Penis. <laughs> but, you know. yeah. I know who you're talking about. Oh, I cannot think of his name. Uh, pr- uh, Presorius? Pr- Oscar Presorius. Oscar Presorius. I don't know where I got yeah. Pina Pretorius from. Or something like <laughs> yeah, where'd you get Pina from, honey? No idea. <laughs> you are dressed nicely today, so, <laughs> you know. Make hay while the sun shines, Tom. As we consider the potential of physical education to empower students by engaging them in critical and democratic practices, we conclude that the hidden curriculum offered by Dodgeball is antithetical to this project. Even when it reflects, yeah. Hidden curriculum. The hidden curriculum of Dodgeball. Well, isn't every sports game about somebody winning and dominating the other team no one's allowed to lose anymore nope. remember we no, all get soccer trophies mm-hmm. i was never picked last but man i had a lot of nervous times and i was that was the last two <laughs> i was never picked last but man i was always close to the last okay. two being picked on the team so well, yeah me too hey look I, and you all survived of my friends, somehow I, somehow i talked about it this morning all my friends andy fisher guy laurent bob tyson jim brown go down the they were all much better at sports than i was but i was happy for them you know, hey, you guys are really good at this. Me, not so much. I get brought up the, the don't be staring at me either, Cassie. I saw that. <laughs> sixth grade, first time I ever played baseball was in sixth grade. I'm on first, guy hits the ball into the gap. I round second, head to third. They, uh, the coach tells me to slide. I slide and came up five feet short of the base. Dug a little trench on your way down. trench on the way there. <laughs> like a cartoon character. But it didn't, I wasn't hurt by this. Like, these guys are better than I am. I turned out to be a better power lifter than they were. So you find your niche, don't you? Yeah. Or niche. Do I say niche, niche now? You used to say niche. Okay. Niche. So I'm gonna. what I did, Kristen is this is the Vancouver Sun, and they have a vote in the Vancouver Sun in Canada, should schools outlaw dodgeball? I voted no. Now, let me see the results of the vote. No, 86.3%. So the public thinks you're crazy. No, shut. And that was 2,644 people voting. So overwhelmingly, they say. We also have... Bigger fish to fry in this world right. than worrying about dodgeball. Yeah. Exactly. hundred percent true. I remember Alex was on a um, soccer team, and the soccer team she was on was absolutely the worst soccer team that ever <laughs> looked at a soccer ball. They were That's not very nice. Crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Complete. Not very crap. nice. I'm just telling you, not and very pleasant. So they were playing another team that was way better than them, as anybody was, <laughs> and she got hit. Like full on, like I could hear her nose crunch. Ew. Yeah, with a kick was into the face, mm. and it's like Ow. you know. Well, and I, you know, luckily there was a, some. One of the parents was a doctor, and la la la. And I think I ended up taking her to the hospital to make sure it wasn't broken. Blah blah. blah. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. She put some ice on it, and I fully expected. I didn't suggest to her to quit soccer, even though I was like, "Oh, my baby, broken <laughs> nose." He's and they're such a terrible team. No one's going to protect. Blah, blah, blah. That's all that goes through your mind as a mom. And I thought, she's going to quit. She's going to definitely quit. She didn't quit. She went to play soccer again. And I think that is a lesson that people mm. can, you know, mm-hmm. bad things can happen. And mm-hmm. you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. It's a good thing to learn. When I got hit in the nose with a baseball, I quit. Well, I quit. I quit. Yeah. Oh no, it was. It was. I don't know. Really I, hard. Experience. I, that, and that ball's hard. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I just saw something, and I find very, very funny. Um. Oh, not only frowned upon. We just got a text message. Not only frowned upon, but envy, jealousy, and resentment of success. That's what it is. It's absolutely you succeeded at a sport, and I'm not that good, so I resent you. Mm-hmm. I, I just talked to Brittany yesterday because, you know, Brittany and, and I talked about some stuff that people were saying about her and me and all that stuff. And I said, Brittany, 
from the day I started radio at 18 years old, people have been resentful as hell, you know? Yeah, whenever you have a high-profile job. Yeah. Or just even just a, you know, out of you. I'm sure just being a well, doctor. Sure, people. your buddies you grew up with aren't doctors, so they'll probably hate your guts, because oh. I do. I know oh. that. <laughs> they, 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 I just don't care. I don't either. You can't care. I, 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 you know, and I, you know, I, you know, it all works respectable. You know, if someone doesn't exactly. do what I do, I'm appreciative that they do it. Right. You know, I, you know, I, I have no, I, they hate me fine. They resent me fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that. Yeah, it's you not know, like you didn't work your butt off. And I'm sorry that I studied. Yeah, uh, and studied. What? Right. Oh, you know, and and as someone who makes more money than me, okay, okay, I resent you because yeah, why, why, why? I why? mean, you you have you may have had different opportunities, you made different choices, you may have there have been other losses that you've has uh, gone along with that money, right. you know. Are you still married? Do you have a happy family? On and on, there's layer upon layer of stuff, and you know, no, I don't resent anybody. God bless, I resent a Kristen Burt. <laughs> Always have. Yeah. You damn right. So. Kristen, do you eat mayo chup? You know what mayo chup is? I do. Ketchup you eat and mayo, mayo combined? Mm-hmm. Anything that has the word mayo in it, I'm out 100%. Yeah, see, I don't like Maybe mayo Maybe 110%. Either. I'm with you. I can't stand it. I can't look at it. <laughs> it's if it's My Phenomenal. husband has to hide it in the fridge. He hides it from me because I cannot look at it. It's like, whoa, I agree. It's gross. Now, the reason I ask you that, does any... so? Cassie eats mayo chup. Yes. Which is mayonnaise and ketchup combined. It's delicious. Well, that's thousand on dressing. Oh, God. Pretty much. Oh, Just without yeah. the spices in she it. She goes, oh, my God. See, Kristen, I'm in big trouble because I don't like mayonnaise or ketchup. May chup, did you say? Mayo I do like chup. ketchup with my fries, but I, I don't yeah. Barbecue sauce mayo is better. chup near me. Barbecue sauce is better with fries. No, it's a good thing that you and I don't eat mayo chup, but this is Cassie's problem. No, okay. not another one. The language, <laughs> the language of a Cree, a Cree is an aboriginal language, right? Okay, so apparently mayo chup, get ready to add it. Uh, mayo chup in Cree translates to shit face. Oh. <laughs> well, That's about right. No, I'm going to so carefully my bottle of mayo chup in the fridge. And, and, you know, and, and the medical translation would be uh, feek face. Feek face? Feek face. Feek face. Yeah, feek face. 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 Yep, Heinz makes it. But, yeah, before I would just mix a mayo packet and a ketchup packet and yeah. mix it up. And oh I like to dip my fries. <laughs> oh, my God. That. So, basically, let's go eat mayo, chup, and play dodgeball. Yes. Get the two, combine the two for a really big day. Very sad, i got to mention this. You know, that's Warren Jeffs, that jerk Mm-mm. that preyed on people through the, the the name of God. He tried to get people to join his church. Oh, he was good. He married all those young girls. Yes, he married a bunch of young girls. Yes. Well, unfortunately, uh, Warren Jeff's son, who said dad abused him sexually and physically as a boy, just killed himself. (sighs) 26 years old. Isn't that terrible? He couldn't stand it anymore. His father just preyed upon him sexually and beat the hell out of him. And his sister, by the way, came forward and said, yes, he raped me too. (sighs) His own children. But yeah, he just killed himself. See the uh, guy that was Brandon. I mean, what, what, I think so. the, the burden that you have to live with that shouldn't be placed on a child too, no. and then it carries with you through adulthood yeah. is, I mean, that's just so tragic. Okay, I got to tell you something. I'm not joining any religion that's named the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. It's too long. Shorten it up. <laughs> Catholic, Jew, that's good. Well, they call it FDLS. FDLS. I thought that was or, a feminine spray. No, what is it? Uh, it's FDS. Oh, it's FDS. FDS. Sorry, okay. I know it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Don't name your religion after a feminine spray or a condom. I or guess. a condom would be. That's probably true. <laughs> the Spartan Church or the. Oh God, Kristen, aren't you glad you're associated with this show? Not today. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Not necessarily. So, what do we got coming up as far as, okay, so I want to see Ma. So you said even though, but she doesn't torture little children like, 
You don't watch her no, torture kids? No. Oh, good. Okay. It's psychological. It's psychological. Yeah. So like what Catherine does to me. Mm-hmm. Psychological oh. torture. Oh. Yes. She plans <laughs> yes. it out every morning. How am I going to torment him today? <laughs> yes. She has plans for the day already. So Ma's good. I'll go see that. What else should I go see? Um, a couple things. I think um, the, the big movie this weekend, which I know I'm not even going to recommend to you, you don't want to see, is Dark Phoenix. The counter-programming is Late Night, and that is with Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling about a late-night talk show host. So okay. that might be one if you're looking for something a little bit different. And it's a comedy, and it's short. It's only 102 minutes. Nice. Right in your wheelhouse there, Tom. It's not even that short, to tell you the truth. Not sure. Can anything make nine, you happy? Okay. Well, no, I, 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 as an example. <laughs> 12 minutes, I, it's over 90 minutes. <laughs> Catherine was out last night at a, at a charity function, so I watched the Chris Farley movie. My God, is that sad. That poor guy, he just, you know, he did it to himself with drugs and alcohol, and I understand that, and he overate <laughs> like a madman. But all he wanted to do was please his dad, who I believe they said weighed 700 pounds. Holy wow. God. Dad was Whoa. kind of a big fella. But they would show him doing all these things. And every time after a bit went over really, really well, like the audience would really respond to it well, or his movies would do really well. He always said, well, did dad like it? Oh, it was so Aww. sad. Just really, it, it was really amazing. But I'm really glad I watched it because I thought the world of Chris Farley. I thought he was a very funny guy. We'll take a very quick break. Be back in two minutes. Kristen Burt will tell us what the hell's going on in TV, too, right after this. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Is this like an impression of Led Zeppelin? Or That's just Led Zeppelin. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it always cut, cuts out part of it. Yeah, some of them, it's hard to tell. <laughs> it really is. We need a different cable. Kristen, were you singing along just now? I was not. That no, was me. Well, I thought you me were. Um, we were just talking about, you know, Chris Farley and the fact that uh, he just wanted to please his dad. And, and and Ralph brought up Johnny Carson. Do you know about his relationship with his mother? I, I don't. I, I oh. do know that he was kind of a very difficult person to deal with. Um, I imagine you. that probably stemmed from his relationship with his mother. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, they came to him one day and said... Johnny, I'm sorry to tell you, your mother just died. And he replied, ding dong, the witch is dead. Oh. The day she died, he said that. But my favorite part of all is Mike Wallace interviewed Johnny Carson's mother on 60 Minutes, right? And they start mm-hmm. the show off. And this is on, you know, this is back in the days when 60 Minutes used to get like 55 million viewers on the weekend. Uh, so... They're, they're, they're interviewing Johnny Carson's mother, 
And they said, okay, we're going to sit down and watch the opening monologue because the Tonight Show's about to start. So Johnny Carson's mother and Mike Wallace watched the opening monologue, Johnny Carson, and she knows she's on television in front of 55, 60 million people. And he gets done with his monologue, goes to break, and she turns to Mike Wallace and says, that wasn't funny at all. Whoa. Oh my God, so she, probably, she must have been jealous of her son's success. Well, that's it's the, the only reason no why anybody would it. act like that. How can you be jealous of your son's success when I, they're going to send you money? There's a lot exactly. of petty people running around. Hey, that was really funny. When's the check getting here? <laughs> When's that check yeah. get here? When's I've been the check coming? I'm telling Josh and Ash, hey, 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 I looked at the mail, no check. Kristen, is there a lot of that in Hollywood? A lot of resentful parents or brothers or sisters? There must be a lot of that, I would think. I, I feel like there's some of it i don't feel like it's a lot but i think occasionally you do see it i, I even think of um was it dane cook was it his half brother who yeah. stole all of his money yep. i always think that comes out of like a little bit of resentment or it's owed to me or i yep. should have some of that and yep. then they take it for their for themselves all he do is talk on stage and he's worth all this money i should get some of yeah. it familial uh, communism familial yeah. communism because you see that frequently there in families go. that'll work yeah now, Kristen, I have to ask you, have you talked to Vincent D'Onofrio recently? I have not. I don't know what happened to him, but he is so pleasant now. I interviewed him about five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago. Mm-hmm. He was really hard to deal with. I mean, yes, no, no, yes. He would. Everything was a one-word answer. Oh, he was on this morning. The could not have been better. He was just very friendly. He was talking about the KQ Morning Show, and he's talking about, uh, you know, he just directed a movie called The Kid, uh, starring Ethan Hawke, and it's his, his directorial debut, but he could not have been more pleasant. He was just terrific to talk to. It was it was fun, uh, you know. So I don't know if something That's happened. That's nice to hear, though. What happened, do you think? I mean, what happens to these guys? All of a sudden they realize, you know, I'm kind of a dick. I think I, I do think that people, as they get older, have a turning point where they continue not to care at all, or they decide, you know what, life's too short, and yeah. I'm going to just kind of enjoy my last decade or few decades. Um, I don't think that there's anything in between that. You either continue yeah. on the path of being like a surly person, or you sit there and, and the light bulb finally goes off, and you go, "Oh gosh, yeah, I don't I want this that. to be my legacy." Yep, I could absolutely see that to be the case. But it was just so pleasant that, you know, I, I definitely was. I've always enjoyed his acting. I think he's a hell of an actor. And I told him I was jealous of the nose he got to wear in uh, Salt and Sea. Did you ever see the Salt and Sea, Ralph? No. Great movie. It is a really good movie. About the Salt and Sea? It's or? about the Salt and Sea, yeah. <laughs> oh, and these crimes that's... that go on because they deserted the area. Oh, right? it's a mess. It yeah. is a total I gotta mess. i got to watch it. That, that I'll watch. Yeah. But he apparently got his nose cut off by a drug dealer or something. So he wears this fake nose, and the whole movie goes, yeah, I was going down there yesterday. <laughs> he's got the, <laughs> the no-nose talk going, but so, yeah. So the next stage after Jack Nicholson in uh, what, uh, Chinatown, Chinatown yeah, gets exactly. his nose cut. It was Vincent D'Onofrio and Val Kilmer. Was hell? Did you ever see it, Kristen? I have not. Oh, it's really good. Some, I mean, it's very unusual. There just was a photo posted of Val Kilmer. Not, he's not going to live much longer. Yeah, he showed up yesterday. Yeah. Like, he has not been seen in the public for a long time after his cancer battle that he kept very, very private. And Michael Douglas kept talking about it, saying he's been asking questions about my own cancer battle. And Val's like, I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. That's wow. what it's been. Okay. Yeah, I, saw, I, I happened to see him in a, in a when we had our house in Burbank. I have to see, I was used in the Valley. We went to some restaurant some, for breakfast, and he was there. And yeah, he didn't look, didn't, it didn't look like Top Gun guy, mm. Top Gun uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, he put on a ton of weight, didn't he? Yeah, man. He just, put on a lot of weight, mm-hmm. I know. But, you know, that cancer he thing. He altered his face. I think he's had some plastic surgery that didn't oh. go as well as it should, too. It looks, it's sometimes when men get, I, I find this, if they don't go to the right surgeon, it makes them look feminine or soft in a way that yeah. they didn't uh-huh. before where they had looked rugged mm-hmm. yeah you'll see it occasionally and you go that's just it's just a little odd that's, uh, that's right this one picture to me he almost looks like he's trying to look like brando oh god you're right yeah, yeah. am i wrong it, it looks does. like he he's looks had like to look like brando <laughs> Ooh. 
Oh, oh I thought they were nemesis. Oh, they hated one another. <laughs> Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer hated one another in the really? movie uh, The Isle of Dr. Moreau. Here, look at that, Catherine. The Isle of Dr. Moreau. Ugh. Doesn't he try... Yeah. To me, does, He's does, trying to look like Marlon? Like, I wouldn't even be able to recognize no. him. It doesn't even look no, like him. No, it doesn't oh. look like him at all. All. Let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. There are a group. There's a, a group of men, gay men, who choose to have uh, forehead lifts that feminize their face. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Was this a choice of his to feminize his face? Mm. I mean, did, did, is I he? Know. Does he have? Uh, is he straight? I don't know. Is he straight? Does anybody care? I mean, is he straight know. or gay? I or is it? I does have it no idea. He does he I come out? No, I. Uh, has a well had a wife in '96, so yeah, maybe so El Elton John did too. Yeah. Who knows? Whatever works. Well, I'm, I'm saying is that maybe that was you know you you talk about going to a surgeon to be feminized. Well, there are surgeons that actually advertise we will feminize your face really? for you as a guy. Oh, and, I've never known that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's seems that, like an odd choice for somebody who played the roles that he played, though. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, true. But, but maybe he didn't want to play those roles anymore. Who knows? Well, but, uh, you know what? You know what? It's it. Those things are you know things are pushed down, and all of a sudden they can um, you know come mm -hmm. out when you're older, and for whatever reason. But I, that's I wonder if he because his face is feminized. I mean, he's a he's a feminization of his face, and that they've worked at that. He, you just don't do a simple facelift and end up like that. There was right. other stuff that went on, no. other goo and stuff that went into his face. Ooh, yeah. Like pieces. mayo chup? <laughs> mayo <laughs> chup. He had mayo <laughs> chup in his face. He, had my, he got to, went to the wrong salon. Hey, we're injecting mayo chup instead of the Restylane or the Juvederm. Got you some mayo chup here. I think so. Kristen, did you ever see The Island of Dr. Moreau with Marlon Brando and, and Val Kilmer? Yes. <laughs> Remember when, when Brando's character dies? Because those two hated one another during the filming of that movie. They couldn't get along. It took forever to shoot. It went way over budget. And after Marlon Brando's character dies in the movie, the rest of the movie, Val Kilmer talks like this for the rest of the entire movie. He does a Marlon Brando impression for like the last 10 minutes. I was like, oh, my God. Seriously. He's embodying Brando. <laughs> just a, how is it? Was it Damon Wayans or Marlon Wayans? Somebody, he has a gay daughter. Do you, do you hear about this? Yeah, it was Marlon Wayans who was, uh, posted yeah. in celebration of Pride Month, uh, right. his daughter who's 19. Um, and it was a really cute photo because she had rainbows on the soles of her sneakers. Right. So it was right. a really cute way it was shot. But the amount of trash he got in the comments is so completely disgusting. It's completely disgusting. There are people that respond to him. Is it on Twitter or Facebook or both? I saw it on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, I guess you just yeah. yeah, Instagram. Some people said to him, nice job raising your daughter. You talked her into being gay. Oh, like, God. he could be talked into being gay. He said, you didn't do a very good job parenting her. She became gay because you you told her it was okay to not uh, be heterosexual. It's like, what are and you talking about? And he said he's leaving all the comments instead of erasing them because he wants people as a learning tool, like how awful people are. And you know, really to see that there is an entire sector of people here in the United States or around the world, because social media is global, who are okay with just throwing stuff out there because they're hiding behind their keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, the guy's happy for his daughter. It's Pride Month, and he's happy for her, you know, the happy Pride Month and all the rest of it. And he just got hammered by all these people. Some people were very nice to him as well, but I just, why would you care if... Marlon Wayne's daughter is gay. I don't know. What? You're never going to meet her, most no. likely. That's the other thing. She's never going to come into your life if you, for some reason, have a problem with homosexuality. It, it right. drives me bananas. And who was that, that Catholic bishop that was like, if you are a Catholic, you should not go to any events supporting pride. Right, you should right. not talk about pride. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? The Catholic Church... Let me show you yeah. a picture of Cardinal Law, because when yeah. I look at my confirmation with Cardinal Law, do I sit there and think about a lovely Catholic religious day? No, I think about, you know, this horrible child abuse case. Yeah, exactly. That, that you help. Oh, I know. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Do you think people will ever... No, okay, Dr. Basham is here. 
Okay. Now, first of all, uh, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever it is, all it's pretty much all just skin and and muscle, isn't it? What? What? Well, I'm just saying, it's just, it's not like it's, there's some magic wand between a guy's legs. It's just a piece of skin, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's just, that's, that's all. You it, you your, cho- your choices, your choices of what you do with your junk. Yeah. Well, first off, which, I mean, like who you, cares? like you've said, Tom, I don't care. I don't care what you do with your junk. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Either Stay away junk. Stay the kids and the animals. Yeah, that's right. It's all Either junk. Asking. You know, yeah, that's all driven by, you know, your preferences in your head and, no, on the care. other side and of you, the coin, and you can't talk some, you can't talk somebody out of it, and you can't talk somebody into it. So no, I wouldn't think so. Now we do have the other side of the coin, where these people in normal, not everybody, but some of them are saying I should be allowed to marry a seven or eight year old girl. No, you should not. Think, no. Why, no. Why do they have to be whack jobs on every level? It just I don't understand it, and I'll never understand. The reason it's 18 is because... Or you, I want to marry my dog. That's the other... Like, I want to marry my marry dog. dog next. I'm like, come on, people. Like, look at science. Have some rational thoughts. And realize that if you're going to do a literal interpretation of the Bible, basically the, the fundamental of it is God is love and God loves all. So that's what you should be following. Thank you very like, much. There you go. Picking like apart it. a verse. Right. And the reason, the reason that the current uh, you know, choices of what age we marry at and things like that minimum ages are based on the, of the problems with marrying in antiquity at age 13 and 14 and 15 and right, the health problems. Right. You know, they, they go through this in Africa that, you know, some young girl at 12 tries to have a baby and they get their mm-hmm. ruined for life because they're just not anatomically ready. Just, right. So that's why we have these sort of, uh, you know, governmental recommendations or governmental laws that say don't get married at until this age right. because of this this and this yeah i didn't know that's still legal in some i believe new hampshire it's legal to marry uh for a boy to marry at 14 and a girl to marry at 13 yeah well i mean they haven't done it i don't <laughs> think this all. also ties into some of the abortion laws that are being passed too and concerns of like there's no incest or rape clauses here it's right. just completely like in Alabama, and I go, "How can you tell a twelve-year-old who's been raped by her father right. that she has to carry a child, and her body is also not prepared to carry?" Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. None of this makes any sense to me. Everybody's got to be all extreme and push it way over the top. You know what? Why don't you be happy? Stay away from the kids and the animals. And other than that, I'm happy for you. Do whatever you want, right? Make yep. good choices for you and your family, honestly. Yeah, that's and it. don't worry about anyone else's choices. You know, it's interesting. I brought this up this morning as well. The fact that as far as I know, nobody in my family's gay. You know, like my cousins or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't know it. They uh, Obviously, you wouldn't. But I would think that somebody would have told me by now. So it's not that I took that position to protect a family member or anything. I just thought, who care? Why do you care? And I've never understood that. Why people care what you do sexually or who you love. Right? Yeah. Right. I, my uncle is gay and has been with the same man for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like old school, you know. Right. And I, I mean, my family never told me what it was. Like, because it was in the day when you didn't discuss sexuality or anything else like right. that. But um, growing up in a family with a gay family member, when I finally was able to wrap my brain around it and understand it, it was so normal. And these uh-huh. were the people who my parents left with, like they had them babysit us. If they went away for the weekend, I was left with my uncle yeah. a lot of times yep. and they would take care of us. So I was like, these are great people. That's all I knew. And I love them. So, uh, there you um, go. yeah, that's all that matters. All right, young lady, get to work, get to your real job <laughs> now. I will, but always fun spending an hour with you. I feel the same way. Thank you, Kristen. You bet. Take care, guys. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, will be back with Hour 2 with the family.